Okay, so in the past we spoke a lot about different aspects of of davening as a way to improve a person's focus on davening. We gave throughout the vadim mahalach uh, on how to concentrate or focus one's thoughts on the three halakim of davening we spoke about. The one is the fact that a person's the melech, the fact that the person's standing in front of Hashem. The other one is to think about uh, what he's saying. The, the kavana of the milim, of the words of tefillah, the karas milis. And the last one is the emunah in tefillah. That the result of tefillah is that we're daring to accomplish powerful because we understand that tefillah is what works. We discussed it in the, through the mahalak of how to improve daring. The Maisa, when you come to Chodesh Elu, so davening takes on a new significance. It becomes a Vayasayam. Specifically, when we get to when we get to Shani Yom Kippur, so our Ikra Vayda is through Tfila. And that's the case, we have a few weeks, like we said yesterday, to prepare for Shani Yom Kippur. So one of the often overlooked aspects of what needs to be prepared is a person's Tfila. Yes, there's a male in Chuva, and yes, there's a male in Staka. But uh, one of the three factors that we said is tshuva or tefillah or tzedakah. And I'm not trying to minimize the importance there is in tshuva. For sure that's important. I'm not trying to minimize the importance in tzedakah either. But there also is the third amud of what changes things is tefillah. Like I said, something which is often overlooked. That a person has to prepare tefillah. A person has to learn how to daven. Learn how to daven better. Because the kayach of the tefillah is going to make a big difference also. And... Especially when it comes to Yom and Nerai, themselves, where, like I said, the Ikra Voida Sayyam is Tfila. Tshuva might be good now when we can prepare for the Yom and Nerai. Stock is something we can't even do in Yom if it's Mukta. But uh, the Ikra Voida is, is going to be Tfila. So then the Nakhul is what's the correct way to practice Tfila that when we come to Yom and Nerai, we'll be better able to utilize the Koyach of Tfila as it's meant to be used. Just if one wants Makar and Chazal for the significance of the Tfilas of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So there's a Midrash Shaykhat Evan Tehillim in Perakuf base. The Pasuk there says that Tikasif Zos, the Dar Achran, the Am Nivri Hayal Ko. Kilai Vaza, very shikets, on its own, very Vaza's Tfilasa. It's a Pasuk in Perakuf base. And on that, the Midrash Zerat says, There's a certain din that even if the rest of the year, Atfilah isn't as accepted, Hashem doesn't disregard Atfilahs, these are Atfilahs of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. So there's a certain added element that the Atfilah of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur has, which gives us more of an ability to daven. Not only that, the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah that. When it comes to tshuva, so tshuva is accepted wherever we do tshuva. When it comes to tefillah, so the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah that the tefillah of a yachid is accepted in a, in a, in a 10 days in Rosh Hashanah Kippur. The Gemara brings it from a different, two different sukkim. One pasuk says, Derisha Hashem behimatsoi. Derisha Hashem, which is seek to Hashem by davening, when he's himatsoi, when he's available, when he's there. When's the time of Behimatsi? When's the time of Kalish Baruch is available to Tzvila, so to speak? 
So the Gemara says, Then there's more of a Tfido, uh, more of an ability for a person's tefillahs to be accepted, and after that, so for a yachid's tefillahs to be accepted in a way where it's going to change a gemara din, is very difficult. It's gemara impossible. And the question is why? Why? What's the special? What's special about the, ch- the tefillahs rishon? And we're going to break the question into three different stages because they're only the separate answer. The one is. It says Shemaim. Why is it that that is more secure? Tfilis dafka says in the are more accepted. How do we know every time we daven Hashem listens to us? We davening every day of the year. So Kape Shemaim. What's more accepted about the Tfilis of Shani Kippur than the rest of the year? That's to understand the Ruchni aspect, aspect of it. The second aspect, which is what's more like to the Van and Tfilis maybe, is what is that Mechayavas? In other words, we're going to daven today, we're going to daven tomorrow, we're going to daven in Cheshvan and Kislev also. So the fact that we know that the tefillahs we're going to daven in Aseris and Meitshuva have a different koyach, how does that relate? Therefore, what, what's expected from us? In what way is our tefillah meant to be different then? Because it has more of a koyach. We don't find a different nusach of tefillah so much, than more, so different to the normal. So the fact that we're daven the same with the knowledge, that now it feels more miscable. How does that affect the way we meant to daven? That's the second point. Again, the first point is, why is it like that? Why does HaKadosh Baruch Hu accept tefillah more now than other times? The second point, how does that influence how we're going to daven? And the third point, and that is, if we understand those two points, then the question is, what's the get us already now? And that is, what's the way to prepare for that? When you're holding down a Chodesh Okay, so let's start with the first question first. How are we going to prepare for that? So, let's start with the first point first. Why is it taken like that in Shemaim? Because Shemaim wants us to daven every day of the year. And whenever we daven, we say, Kata Shemaim Tfilas Kopeh. Or Kata Shemaim Tfilas Lam Kulisho Barachami. Hashem is always hearing our Tfilas. So if Hashem is always hearing our Tfilas, then what's the difference between a Saris and Mechiva where it's, Kilo, there's more of a, Likelihood that a tefillah will get accepted, as opposed to the rest of the year where it's more difficult. So there's two parts. Two parts to the answer. One more simple to understand. One a little more, maybe more The simpler part of the answer is, what the Gemara says the pashtus, there's kaidim goes the Gemara din and achar Gemara din, which means what does the tefillah need to accomplish? What does the tefillah need to accomplish? At a stage when there hasn't yet been a decision. There hasn't been a, a verdict of what's going to happen to a person. So at that stage, so then, so to speak, it's not the the, the basin shlomalo hasn't yet made hasn't yet decided to find what's what what's going to be, and therefore, whatever a person davens for, this is what he would like, ask for. This is what he wants. This is what, what he is requesting. It's less difficult if you're going to say that the, say that lashon for that tefillah to get accepted and get the request to be met, but once it's already been decided, this is what's going to happen. Now you want to change that? It's much more difficult to change something. It's much more difficult to change something. And therefore, like we know, it's the Rambam writes in the Sadaqa, when it comes to Ne'ilah, there's a Chasim sadin When it comes to the end of Yom Kippur, there's a Chasim sadin that now it's been decided, the verdict's been stamped and sealed, what's going to happen to each person during the course of the year. Once that happens, now for a Tfilah to be able to overturn the Din, is very difficult. 
Masha'enkin, when the din hasn't yet been sealed. And therefore, it's still possible that a person can put in the effort to request what he wants, and that could change before the din's been sealed. It's much easier. It's much easier. That sounds like a simple answer. It goes to the Lashon of the Gemara, the Kanif Neg, Gzardin, Kanachar Gzardin. It's very nice. But, Milamdanin. We have to understand the Sugya, there's much more depth to that. And the reason is, you're not talking about a person. But if a judge says, this is not issued a ruling, what, you want me to go now and find the file and take it out and rewrite it and change? That's too much of a bother. I couldn't be, I'm not interested in doing that. We're not talking about people, we're talking about Hashem. So what that it's up to Gemaradin? It's hard for Hashem to change. Hashem decided this yesterday, and now I'm going to ask him to change it. What's the big deal? Why, do, why because it's after Gemaradin, is it going to be more difficult to see the for Hashem to do something about it? Hashem doesn't work like that. It's not hard for him. It's not more difficult for him. So you have to understand that what the Gemara is saying on a deeper level. What changes? Mm. And we've spoken about this at the beginning of the battle. I'm going to repeat the aside here for the item didn't hear it then, but it's an important aside. And that is, people misunderstand altogether the concept of how Tefillah works. Because the people think that, well, if we, you know, if all you need to do is ask for something, if you ask for it, then you're going to get it. Tefillah is being need, which you ask for, so why shouldn't we get it? The Gemara already says that there's a, people have a certain complaint. We asked and we didn't get it. Like, how, well, why, why did that happen? If we asked, it should have been given. And we asked and, and we didn't get it. But clearly there's something wrong. Why does it have to work like that? Why does it have to work like that? That attitude to Twitter, and that is if we ask for something, then we're entitled to it, is a mistake. We can't make demands of Hashem. It's Hashem, now we ask you, you have to give it to us. Kodesh Baruchim can decide what he wants to do. Kodesh Baruchim can decide what he wants to do. It's not that because we ask for something, so therefore Hashem has to meet our demands and fulfill every request we make. So that's the case. The question obviously is, and that is, if Hashem doesn't have to listen, you know, he'll hear our Tfidah, but he doesn't have to grant us what we're asking for. So what does Tfidah do? What does Tfidah do? So the principle which the Kabbalah explained is like this. And that is, what a, what a person, what's decided what a person is going to get, what a person deserves, is uh, based on the din. There's a certain din, this is what the person deserves. This is what the person deserves. There's one kind of din which relates to what he's done. And therefore it's a question of something similar to reward and punishment. I'm saying something similar because Vasana isn't Sharvanish in this world, like we spoke about when we gave the Munavadim, but it's a similar concept. A person deserves something, he'll be given it. He doesn't deserve it, he won't be given it. If you're going to explain it the way the Ram explains it in Perkhes of Hilchus Chava, so it's nothing to do with a reward of Adam Abba. But if we see that a person, let's say this last year, he utilized all the brachas Hashem gave him to do the right thing. Akash Brochel gave him life and he used it to learn Torah. Akash Brochel gave him money and he used it to, get, to, be, to support Anim. Akash Brochel gave him uh, whatever else, whatever other talents that he gave him and he used it to, to Mkadashim Shemayim. So then the din is this person deserves it. He's using it well. <coughs> the din is the person should get it in the future too. He's using it well. And if that's, the, if that's what the, the din in Shemayim is looking at, so then be at him. It, it's deserved. 
and al pi adin, he should be given the same again, maybe even more. Mashainkan, you can have a person who Hashem will look at what he gave him the last year and say he was given whatever brachas he was given. He was given, given whatever shefa he was given. He didn't use it so well. He wasted it. He used it for the wrong things. And if that's the case, but then that's when he shouldn't deserve it again. Now, if that's a system which is based on the facts, based on a person's record, what he did, so then it's it's a very simple two-step process. Whatever a person does is analyzed. Based on that, it comes to a conclusion. Like, and that is, he does deserve it, he doesn't deserve it. He used it well, he didn't use it well. That's a process we can understand as being very logical. So, what does Tefillah change? What does Tefillah change? And this, is, this is, like I said, is a, po- a point which you have to understand. It's spread and brought down in the Nefesh Shachayim, in the beginning of Shahrashani. It's brought down others for him too. I'm just quoting from the Nefesh Shachayim, but it's not his Chiddush, it's what you said. And that is, it's true a person can ask, can, Tefillah can be limited just asking for something. And that is, I would like whatever it is, please give it to me. I'd like a new car, please give me a new car. Or, I want my children, I want Hatzlach, I want health, I want whatever it's going to be. A person can just make a request like that. And the fact that a person is asking, it's taken into consideration. But when you're going to call, what the Shachayim calls, a tefillah which is much more kayach, is if a person is explaining in the tefillah why he's asking for it. It's not just some I'd like more. If a part of the tefillah for it is that I, I would, I'm asking for something because I'm explaining why it's going to enhance my avodah session. If I would have more money, I'd be able to give more stuff. If I would have more menuchas and nefesh, I'd be able to spend more time learning. If I would have whatever it is, then I wouldn't have the same tears which are preventing me from doing what I could do. Now, that's already something which isn't just a request. It's something which appeals to the din. Because it's, then it's coming as a request of that it's not just in the context of this person who wants something, that's it, he wants it in order that he thinks it's going to be used to in some way make him better, in some way help him advance in his level, in his esoteric, uh, his avodah Hashem, his ma'asim mitzvah, whatever it's going to be. Nef Shechem says about that, that's a tefillah which has much more koyach to it. It's a tefillah which has much more koyach to it because then it, if the mirasa din, which means the, the basin in Shemaim has to now decide is it deserved or not, so it's not just some request, I would, love, you know, I would love to have much more money. Well, do you deserve it or not? It's coming with the point of a person's giving explanation. I'm asking for it because I, this, I'm explaining why I'm going to use it or how I'm going to use it. Okay? That, that, that's a tefillah which is miscalable much more. Now, that's a tefillah before the Gemara Din. Which means when there's still a decision being made, what should, what should we give this person next year? What should be done with it? Then it's fitting like that. And that is, Akadosh Baruch, I'm telling you what I'm asking for, and I'm telling you why I'm asking for it. I'm asking for something because I'm intending to use it for whatever good purpose. So then that's miscabble. That's miscabble. The discussion now is, Taka, what, what, what does this person deserve for next year? And then it's fitting which a person's explaining why what he's asking for is something which will Taka help him get better. Taka help him grow more or improve more. It's fitting which is miscabble. That's the fitting of and now we see that there's a certain and that is that the tefillah isn't just coming as a list of requests it's coming with an explanation 
Where do we see the aside for this? We see the aside for this in the Rechazka Levitchin Yelzitzis. In the addition to the Tefillah of Avda Asayis Mitchell. Zachreinu l'chaim melech hafetz b'chaim. V'chosveinu b'sefer l'chaim l'mancha. Elekim chaim. I'm asking for it because it's l'mancha. In some way I'm going to use it for you. Zachreinu l'chaim. Hashem, we want life. That's the most basic thing we need. Why? What are you going to do with the life? So if some way I can explain l'mancha. I'm going to use it because in some way it's going to be a part of my virus Hashem. In some way I'm going to use it positively. And that's the reason to ask. Okay, so that's the, that's the first level of tefillah. And like I said, then it's not just a, sending Hashem a wish list. It's, it's, it's dealing with the, ba- the din which is right now. What should we do with this person? And therefore, since right now you're discussing what you're going to do with me, I can dive in. And I can say, Akkadosh Baruch this is what I'm asking for. And I'm telling you why you should give it to me because this is what I'm going to do with it. That's the tefillah which is miscounted. Why can't that be done during the rest of the year? Oh, getting there. Now, that's the first part. Now, that's as far as the tefillah of Sarah Simichim. And that we brought before the Chazal. The Leibaza is tefillah also. And the tefillah is Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Why? Because by rights, there's a second element over here. By rights, a person dives even with this intention in mind. It's like, Kodesh Baruch Hu, please. Another million dollars a year, you have no idea what a tzaddik will make me. Right? Baruch could turn around and say, really? Right? Look at your track record. Right? It doesn't, when I've given you more money in the past, it hasn't suddenly transformed you so much. And therefore, there could be a concept of Baza's Tfilas, which doesn't take it seriously. You don't really mean what you're saying. We don't really believe it. But below Baza's Tfilas, Baruch doesn't do that. Which means if a person comes to Hashem and says, Hashem, I'm asking for something because I think it's going to make me better, Hashem's willing to accept that again. Forget about a person's track record last year and two years ago, whatever else. No, right now he's coming and saying, Hashem, I'm asking for something because I really think I'm going to, that if you gave it to me, I'm going to try to get better with it. It's going to help me. Hashem accepts that. And the matter of the Tfilis of Rosh and Kippur, which means that Hashem doesn't disregard the request because he, said, because he doesn't believe that the motivation behind it is real. Hashem, if it's coming with a feeling of, or a sense of, I'm asking HaKadosh Baruch because I think it's going to help me. I'm going to, I'm going to use it to get better. Hashem accepts that. And He's willing to accept it every time. He's willing to accept it every time. And therefore, when the question of Twitter is, what's going to be decided, and everything's taken into consideration, then a person's Twitter, which means what he himself says he wants, and he explains why he wants it, is taken into consideration too. And if the result's going to be that he explains, HaKadosh Baruch I want it for a good reason. I want it because it's going to help me improve. That should take into consideration. That's the Tzvira which is accepted. Kodim Gzardin. Now, that's the one side. What happens after Gzardin? Why doesn't this work after Yom Kippur? And the answer is, there's a principle over here. And that is, when, a gzard, when, when the Gzardin has been given, when the Gzardin has been given, then it's been decided what, what's going to happen to the person this year. So now, what's, what's the, what, what can Tefillah do? Tefillah can do is say, HaKadosh Baruch, I want you to change the din. Now, it's not that it's hard for Hashem to change the din. But the obvious question is, the din was given was based on what you are, or based on what, was, what you were. So why should it change? What, what about the factors have changed that the din should change? The din wasn't wrong. It's not like you ask Hashem to do a recount. Maybe you made a mistake. The din was 100% endless. It was 100% accurate. So now if you're going to come along and say, we want to change the din, Hashem, please let's change the din. The question is going to be, again, think logically, why? What's changed that the din should change? Now it's not enough to say, Hashem, because if you give this to me, I'm going to be different. 
No, if you want to come and change the din, once the din's been given, it has to work the other way around. You first have to prove you're not the same person. I first have to show that I've changed. And now I can come to Hashem and say, Kodesh Baruch Hu, the psak din that you gave was for that person. I'm not that person anymore. I've changed. I'll prove it. Look, look, look how, how much I've become different since then. And then I have the right to say, you know, because, of the, because I've changed, so maybe that psak thing doesn't apply to me. Maybe because I'm on a higher level, maybe because I'm in a better place, maybe because I've done so many more mitzvahs, so now maybe the psak din that you gave then was for that, the person who was like that. I'm not like that anymore. And then if I can ask Hashem to re- reassess, so to speak, the psak. Not because the psak was wrong, the psak was 100% true. But for the person of then. The person that I am today is a different person. But this is much more difficult. Because now it doesn't work with the fact that I say, give it to me because I'm going to be different. Once there's a psak din, that's based on the facts of who you are. In order to change that, you first have to change yourself. And then I can come up with an argument, I'm no longer the same person I was on Yom Kippur. I've grown tremendously since then. And if that's the case, I can ask you, please reassess. Because based on then, it was 100% right. But based on what I am now, maybe I deserve something different. That's more difficult to be misguided. Because now, now it's not coming with a guarantee for the future. Hashem, please give it to me because I want to be. Because I want to be different. Now it's coming with, like, first, with the psak is given. If you want the psak to be revisited, you first have to show why, why you're different. Because the psak wasn't wrong. The only thing which can change is a person can change. And if the person's changed significantly, now you can go back and say to Hashem, look, I'm not the same person I was. Please, please reevaluate. That's a different kind of tefillah. That's a more difficult tefillah. It's a more difficult tefillah because it needs the, the work first. As opposed to the tefillahs of Yom and Neron, we can put the request before we do the work. We can say, we want to do more. We want to get better. Please, before you decide what to do with us, take that into consideration. That if you would give us whatever we're asking for, we be as Hashem in telling you to get better. That's a much easier tefillah. It's a tefillah which doesn't need us to change before, right? it just needs us to be motivated to want to change. And that's why the tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, in a way, are much easier, for, are much e- easier accepted. And the Chiddush, when it was tefillah, Baruch Hu doesn't re- reject a request like that based on the person's past, based on the person's track record. No, if a person is asking again, and he really is asking, please give me more, give me another year of life, because this year I'm going to make a difference. This year I'm going to change. I should accept it. Think, for a lot of people, every year, another year of life, and another year, and what did you do last year? What did you do two years ago? Like, where's the movement? What's happened to you? Nothing's changing. So why should I accept it this time now, and tell me this time is going to be different? That would be a good argument. Hashem doesn't do that. If a person is coming and saying, please, I want to try again next year. Next year I'm going to try harder. Hashem's always willing to accept that. That's part of the Tefillah of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. And now therefore, what it makes a difference to us is if we want to think about Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, and this is our chance to dive in, like, like I said at the beginning of the Vayat, let's not forget, one of the three Amudim which, can t- make the, which the Gezer is based on, which the Kriya Hashem is based on, is Tefillah. And we want to prepare for Tefillah. It's not just making a wish list of all the things you're going to remember to, you know, to Hashem in Shemona Esra. That the Lav Dafka is going to work. If we want Tefillah to work, it's the Tefillah that we mentioned. Like Nevesh Chaim says, it's filled with this, which comes with a reason. Well, this is what I'm asking for, because this is how I'm going to use it to get better. This is what I'm asking for, because I intend that it's going to improve me in some way. That's a good filler. That's a good filler. And therefore, something to think about. It's something to think about before Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, so that, that at least for ourselves, we believe what we say. Think about it, Merosh. Right? What am I asking for this bracha for? And what am I intending to do with the bracha if I get it? 
if it is for a person himself, you can see, no, I, I, I really do intend to use it in some way that it's going to improve me. I really do intend in some way that it's going to bring me to a higher darga. Then, then I have the basis of the tefillah. The zakhrena l'chaim is the man chayim chayim. Before we go to Sayyidina Rosh Hashanah, think about it. Is a person really honest when he says that? And he says, Hashem, give me another year of life because it's Lamancha. Because I'm going to use this year for you. To some level. It doesn't have to be nothing else. But to some level. To some level, another year is going to be Lamancha. It's going to be used in some way to improve me. In some way to do what our Kaddish Baruch wants. And if a person sought this through himself before it, and he is convinced himself, it's true. If a Kaddish Baruch does give me another year of life, and another year of my family, another year of bracha, another year of atzlech, another of being able to sit and learn in Kodah, whatever it's going to be, so then, yes, I, I do intend to do something positive with it. I do intend to use it for what's good. So then it's a tefillah which is miskabel. And it's miskabel straight away. Because that's exactly what the Hashem is waiting to see. What should we do with this person? And if he's telling me that if you give me these brachas, then, then I'm going to use them positively, then that's for sure. That's the reason why I should get them. That's the koyach of the tefillahs which we only have once a year. And that's says to make shiva because that's the time when Adarabah, it's up to our, us to daven before the Gzardin, we can explain ourselves, make our own case of what we want to do. And that's in Shkabla right away. And therefore part of our avoda to prepare for that is to think through what you're going to ask for. And then to think through also how we're going to use whatever we're asking for in some way of Laman Chalakim Chayim. In some way why it's going to be used to create more of a Kiddush Hashem in the world. To bring us to a higher level. To increase the amount of mitzvahs we do. And then it's a Twitter which will be miscarried. Oh, yeah. uh, we have to ask the last question.